When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. special edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. We're going to take a look at plastic surgery. Even today with the pandemic, with the fact that we're social distancing, many people want to look their best. I mean, there's Zoom calls, there are Skype calls, uh, there are job interviews to go on, and people need to look their best. And one way to do that is, of course, with plastic surgery. But there could be pitfalls that are dangerous, and we're going to find those out from Dr. Benjamin Stong. Uh, Dr. Stong owns uh, Kalos, uh, uh, what's the full name of your, your center? I know it's Kalos. Kalos Facial Plastic Surgery. Kalos Facial Plastic Surgery. Kalos uh, Plastic Surgery, based in Atlanta, Georgia, and people fly in from all over the world uh, to take benefit of Dr. Stong's uh, uh, superb skills and his education. Uh, but if you can't fly in, we're going to ask Dr. Stong to give us some tips on what you should look for when one picking a plastic surgeon. We're going to start with that. What should people look for when they're looking for a plastic surgeon, doctor? Um, well, for, I mean, first you want to look at their board certifications and make sure that their board certifications uh, make sense for the types of procedures you're looking at having done. Um, and then if you can sort of look further into where and who they may have trained with, um, you can get an idea of the types of techniques and outcomes that they may have um, because we're all sort of, pro of a, a product of our training. Um, so for instance, you know, I trained with one of the top, if not the top facelift guy, facial plastic surgeon in the world. Um, at this point, and um, I do pretty much the same facelift. Um, so uh, it's not always transparent, though, on doctors' websites. And so if somebody's not, you know, is trying to hide their certifications or they sound um, unusual compared to what you've been looking at already, um, you might want to approach that person with some skepticism. Um, and then also just look at um, uh, who... Um, or um, their pictures, uh, you know, you can't talk your way around a picture. Um, if, if their pictures aren't good, you know, it's not going to get better from there. That's a good, that's a very good point. And one of the things that, that, uh, that I was thinking about is that here in California, if you're an MD, you can do any kind of surgery. Um, 
you don't necessarily have to be board certified. What's the process of being board certified? And is that something that a patient should look for? Um, well, absolutely. Like I just said, I think that's the baseline to look at. But um, at least in California, you I know there's truth in advertising laws. So if you say you're board certified, you have to list the board that you're certified by. Whereas in many states, including my state, the state of Georgia, um, you can say you're board certified and you don't even have to list the board that you're certified by. Um, you know, there are eight what are called ABMS specialties, American Board of Medical Specialties, and ENT is one of those, and facial plastics is conferred ABMS specialty because of ENT. Plastic surgery or general plastic surgery is one of those. Um, but, you know, cos for instance, co the Board of Cosmetic Surgery is not an ABMS specialty. So you really want to look for more like ABMS specialties that the people are certified in um, and then go from there. Do you uh, fix other docs mistakes? Uh, yeah, we, we do a decent amount of revision surgery, revision rhinoplasty, revision facelifts, revision eyelids. Um, of course, you know, we always like to get the first pass at it um, because revision surgery is harder uh, and sometimes you're a little more limited in what you can accomplish. Um, so that's really the importance of picking the surgeon correct in the, correctly in the first place. Um, so that you don't have to undergo revision surgery. Not only is it more downtime and another uh, surgery, it's quite a bit more cost. Uh, revision surgery is more expensive. It, because of the extra time that it takes? The extra, the extra work and sweat equity, I guess, that the surgeons have to put into it. Also more pain, I would think. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily more pain because uh, you're there asleep during it most commonly, but um, you know, and there's certainly a lot more scar tissue in there when you get in and try and uh, you know, undo what's already been done. I, uh, I, every now and then, living here in Southern California, I will meet somebody or see somebody who is obviously has had plastic surgery. To me, that's a mistake. It should be natural. Am I right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I tell my patients to just because people have, you know, like for instance, uh, in California, LA, celebrity or money doesn't mean they make good decisions in life. And there are some surgeons who gain notoriety for whatever reason, or be, just because they're a breast surgeon, good breast surgeon, and get good outcomes from that doesn't mean that they're going to do a facelift well. Um, and so sometimes patients think, Joe, well, just because their friend had a, a boob job with somebody that they can do their facelift, and that's not necessarily, those are comparing apples and oranges. Um, and I also tell people, you can have a dramatic result where you look at somebody side by side and you say, wow, that's a huge difference. That's very dramatic but the end result still looks natural. So I always talk about subtle yet dramatic results. And really what that means is natural. Uh, there are a lot of surgeons who talk, talk about natural results looking natural, but sometimes I look at their pictures and I'm like, well, which one's the before and which one's the after? Um, so that's also a negative outcome if you get almost no result, but they, they wanna call it natural. Um, and I think that's also a disservice to clients as well. Are there other uh, uh, pitfalls that somebody should look for if they're considering facial plastic surgery of some kind? Other pitfalls? Um, In other words, if they go to a doctor maybe and 
you know, uh, they have a, uh, I, I know of somebody who has a constant smile and it's a crooked smile. It did not work well. Um, and that, to me, that's a, a, a pitfall. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, it's a complication. And, you know, all, you know, every surgeon, ultimately, there are some sort of complications some, you have. Really what you're doing by choosing well-qualified, board-certified people that have experience and good outcomes uh, is you're mitigating your risk for having those complications. Um, and so uh, I don't think there's any way to prevent it other than, you know, really feeling trust in your surgeon and comfortable with the surgeon that you're choosing. Uh, I tell them, all my clients that, you know, ultimately you have to choose the person you think you believe is going to do the best job for you. Um, and uh, we believe that's us. But um, at the same time, you know, not every surgeon and patient match up well either. Um, you know, if there's if there's a personality issue there, uh, sometimes it's better not to, to do the procedures with each other um, and let them find somebody who's more in line with their personality. And, you know, I... I interviewed a, a plastic surgeon a few years ago, and he was telling me that he doesn't do upsells, but that a lot of plastic surgeons, you come in and say, gee, I want my eyes done. And they say, hmm, at the same time, why don't we do your lips and uh, your neck and your jowls to upsell? Um, <clears throat> how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm the same way. I, I really, uh, even when, first of all, sometimes what, what I, well, not sometimes, what I almost uniformly hear from every patient coming in, or now we're doing Zoom, they're not coming into my office for um, uh, consults. Uh, but, uh, you know, when they say to me, well, what else do I need? Or what do I need? I say, well, let's stop there and say, you don't need anything that we're talking about. You're not, your health isn't going to have, uh, it's not going to be deleterious effects to your health if, if you don't have these procedures. So now we're talking about what you want. And then I really try and force them to drill down on what bothers them. And then I really focus only on what they ask or what, you know, what they, what bothers them. I do not upsell or try and add on procedures occasionally if they really start pressing me on it and they're like, look, I don't want to have another procedure in the future. You know, I might say, well, while you're doing your lower eyelids, you might want to consider your upper eyelids because, you know, you might be disappointed that you didn't have it done or, um, you know, uh, so that, I mean, that's really the only time that I ever talk to them about additional things that they weren't calling my office for in the first place. I have no interest in talking somebody into doing a procedure and then afterwards they're like, well, you talked me into doing it and I don't really, I, don't, I didn't really think I needed it anyway and I'm not happy. And I'm like, well, then, you know, then you're sort of in a bad position. And I, I, I don't, I have no interest in being in those positions with people. Of course not. And what about the psychological aspects of plastic surgery? It would seem to me that if somebody really has, you know, jowls, we're going to, you know, like, maybe even worse than what I've got. And you, you clean that up for them, you tighten it up, that psychologically, they're going to feel better about themselves. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what we do. We, we provide people confidence. Um, uh, now, it may take time for them to feel good about their procedure because there's bruising and swelling and healing. And sometimes there's buyer's remorse initially, but almost every time by, you know, a couple few months down the road, they're generally pretty darn happy with what they had done. 
um, at least in my practice. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that I, I like the, the concept of giving people confidence in life. And there's different reasons. Some, you know, some of my clients uh, are younger and have never really had good confidence because they have a big nose or a big bump on their nose. Um, some of my clients are going through divorces in, in midlife and need aging face surgery uh, or want aging face surgery because they're getting back out in the dating market. Or some people want to look younger to remain relevant in their occupations uh, because they're, they look tired and, and their bosses think that they can't handle their responsibilities anymore. So there's a lot of reasons to do this stuff. Um, you know, I'm not saving lives with this stuff, uh, but um, we, we are, you know, improving. What's that? said actually you are saving lives if you're you're um sorry that's okay actually you are saving lives doctor because if you're improving the quality of their lives because they have more confidence i think that's a a, a perfect example of saving somebody's life yeah i mean I, at least the quality of their life for sure um and and their happiness factor uh, I think, you know, in our country, we miss out on the happiness factor We're, for all the money and, and stuff that we have in this country. We have a pretty low uh, happiness score overall in the globe. Absolutely. We, which is a shame. Um, what about men versus women in terms of plastic surgery? Uh, it used to be almost 90 uh, percent of plastic surgery patients for uh, for cosmetic reasons were women. But that's changed, hasn't it? Um, it depends on the types of procedures you're talking about. It's still predominantly women for uh, like facelifts and eyelids and such. Men get their eyelids done pretty frequently. They get their noses done pretty frequently. Occasionally they get a facelift. I also do hair restoration. I, a lot, I mean, that's mainly men and not hardly any women getting hair restoration. Um, and then injectables and, and, and non-surgical procedures, it's, it's, pretty, it's a much more closer split. Um, I can't give you an exact number. I'd probably say no, no closer than 70, 30 or 80, 20. Um, but it's still predominantly um, females. Uh, when men come in for uh, other than hair transplants, uh, what kinds of procedures are they looking for? You mentioned the eyes. Do they also go for the uh, full facial or partial or some of the non-surgical things like Botox? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, eyes definitely, noses definitely, uh, facelifts not as common as women for sure, and then injectables, like I said, uh, definitely much more of a, you know, maybe 30%, 20% are men, um, but I take care of a lot of men in my practice for sure. Let's talk about hair restoration. I'm blessed. Yes. Just about a full head of hair. No, it, it's it's a full head of hair, a little thinning there, and it does have me worried. Um, what should people look for, men in particular in this case, for hair transplantation? Um, when they're picking a surgeon and what what works and what doesn't work? Well, interestingly enough, there are not as many uh, plastic surgeons doing hair uh, very few of them get exposed to hair restoration um, during training. Uh, hair restoration is sort of its own breed of doctors. And so within that industry, you can have a wide variety of different types of doctors doing procedures from emergency medicine doctors 
to neurosurgeons, to physical medicine rehab, to family practice. Um, but you know, when, when I started doing hair restoration, um, that is one of the things that I did promote was that I'm a double board certified facial plastic surgeon with training and certifications in hair part of our, you know, we get questions on our boards for hair restoration. Um, and then, you know, you, you want to have a nice clinic to go to, you want to have a good reputation, good outcomes. And, you know, there's no more, there's nobody more qualified than somebody like me to be doing and offering hair restoration. Does hair restoration work? Oh yeah. It's a extremely reliable procedure now, um, and works uniformly almost. Um, you know, it really just depends your, your outcome just depends on the number of graphs that you buy for the procedure um, to get, you know, to get the outcome. So uh, that, you know, going to somebody who's going to be honest with you and forthright is that's really the most important thing. There are a lot of scammy operations um, offering hair restoration. And what about some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the topicals uh, or even ingestibles? Mm -hmm. I saw a, a, a commercial not long ago for a commercial, you know, grow your hair, take these pills. Yeah, Propecia is a great option for people with early uh, thinning or and who want to keep the hair that they have, get some regrowth. Um, we also have, but it does have side effects. And so some people are not willing to uh, either take it because of side effects or risk the side effects. So with, you know, for, with Propecia, the, the, the biggest one that guys have to think about is there can be a fraction of 1% that have permanent sexual dysfunction. Um, and so um, some aren't willing to take the, the risk and some are um, and do fine with it and, and have, you know, have good results. Um, but then if not, topicals are an, an option. Um, we have a topical with finasteride in it, with Propecia in it, um, so that it doesn't get absorbed systemically and theoretically reduces the risk of side effects. Uh, and then, you know, that, that's the main topical. It's a finasteride plus um, uh, minoxidil plus biotin plus a steroid cream um, to get the uh, most you can out of doing topicals. You can also use minoxidil 4% over the counter, um, but when you mix it all together, it has a better effect than just one alone. And I understand minoxidil works only in one area, specific area of, of the, on the head rather than... Well, it's FDA approved for the crown, but it, it, you, sh you should use it everywhere. It, 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 it works everywhere. Uh, the, its mechanism, the way it works is it just increases blood flow, increased blood flow, um, reverses hair restoration, uh, hair loss. Um, and so, it, it, but I, I, whatever it went through testing, it only got approved for the crown. I'm not sure exactly why, but um, you can use it all over. I uh, picked up a bottle and looked at it recently, uh, knowing that I was gonna talk to you and wanted to know about that. So it, that's why I asked that question. Uh, in our remaining couple of minutes, I'm gonna put you on the spot. May I? We've, we've done mm -hmm. this a couple of times, so we're friends, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Look at me and tell me what you would do with my face. This is <laughs> guys, people watching, you know. Oh, you don't need anything done. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I mean, like I said, it's, it's need versus want, you know, I mean, I don't know if any, anything bothers you before the show actually started, you said your neck bothered you, um, uh, a little bit, but, um, you know, those are big, it's a big commitment and shouldn't be taken lightly when you're deciding to do these things. Cause it's not an overnight process. You know, I tell all of my clients, you know, give me one good month where you're not expected to be on camera. 
Um, and you know, there's all that the marketing says, Oh, there's no downtime and, and, and you'll be right back, you know, to work. But that's, that's really just to get people sold on the procedures. Um, you know, but I mean, certainly eyelids could be done. Um, uh, you know, those, I mean, there's not, I mean, but again, nobody needs any of this stuff we're talking about. Right. It's, but it, 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 it's a psychological thing. And, and, uh, sometime I may fly into, uh, Atlanta if this gets, uh, worse. Yeah. You Come want? on in. We can take care of it. You got it. Hey, doctor, thank you very much. Let's talk about, uh, uh, your, uh, your operation, the name, and, uh, we have had throughout our program, your uh, website up there. Tell us about, uh, what sets, uh, you apart from others? Well, I mean, again, my board certifications, I'm double board certified in ENT, head and neck surgery and facial plastic surgery. And then the person that I trained with is one of the very top in the world up in Manhattan. Um, and in addition, uh, you know, people like my pictures, my outcomes. Um, and then um, I, we try really hard to give a good experience at our practice. And we have a very nice practice in Buckhead with our own surgery center. Um, so, I mean, there are maybe other practices that are similar to it, um, but I don't think there's many that are any nicer than our practice and uh, more comfortable to come to. It's a, a spa kind of a setting? It definitely feels very actually West Coast. If you come into our practice, very clean, minimalistic, uh, blue, like, deep, not dark blues, but actually the, this is my logo right here. So that's that color blue is very hinted throughout the entire office. but there's not a lot of gaudy decorations. It's very, uh, it tries to be very minimalistic and simplistic. Everybody tells me it has a very West Coast feel. Well, come on out to the West Coast, open up an office. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a possibility, I guess. It is, it is. Uh, our guest has been Dr. Ben Stong um, from Kalos. Did I get it right this time? Yes, sir. Okay, from Kalos and plastic surgery in Atlanta, Georgia. We've been talking about some of the pitfalls that uh, if, if you're thinking about plastic surgery, what to look for. And uh, I know that uh, Dr. Stone will be back with us uh, in a couple of months. We'll have another topic and we'll, uh, we'll go for that. And maybe we'll, my neck will be worse and he'll have to do something. I don't know. Uh, doctor, thank you very much for joining us. All right, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Mark Allen. This is Late Night Hell. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.